0: All right, guys, welcome back to the Sweet Life Podcast. My name is Coach Chris, and we are back today for a weekly podcast, but I have a special guest today. So I am with Danielle, and Danielle and I, we've connected, I don't know, on social media maybe like two years ago now. Like, I don't even know how we kind of
1: came across.
0: I want to say it was the Rose Retreat, right? Wasn't that how we kind of connected? It was. was,
1: I feel like it was both during, well, at least for me, it was during the beginning of my like navigating this world of- chaos,
0: chaos and figuring (laughs) out our lives and all of that. So yes, Danielle and I, we navigated chaos at the same time in our life and somehow came connected on Instagram. So Danielle, if you just want to introduce yourself, let us know a little bit about you and your journey. And then we're going to just kind of talk about the truth of weightlifting as a female.
1: All right. Um, Well, I'm Danielle, as you've heard, and currently I am working in like the health and fitness space. Um, I'm a VA for level 10. Um, I also am a coach myself. So that's been fun and kind of on the newer side of things. Um, And I'm a power lifter. So that's also been a really fun journey. Um, But I came from years of not really knowing where I fit in this world. Um, I had a lot of issues with like disordered eating. I was a college athlete. I've lived through other like various traumas throughout my life, all impacting the way I've seen food and the gym and my body and long, very long story short. now we're at a place where um, I'm loving life and like I lift weights because it feels good. Um I eat what I like and what makes me feel good and I don't know life's just pretty great. So it's like a sense of freedom, <laughs> you know? Yes. I'm like I'm not trying to I can't think of the words right now. Freedom. That's that's, yeah. the perfect one.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Well, I feel like I'm similar. Like I started at one point, you know, I don't know, just in weird mindsets, weird places, never really like felt like I had like my place in the fitness world or in the gym. Like I just really yo-yoed through things all the time. And then it wasn't until really over these last couple of years that I feel like I've just really evolved and found that place for myself. So, you know, I feel like as women, we, I don't know about you, but growing up, like weightlifting was never, talked about. It was never an option. Like it was always cardio and like restrictive diets and not eating carbs and, and all of that. And I don't know about you, but that like really heavily influenced, I feel like the beginning of my fitness journey when I really wanted to get
1: more serious, but didn't know how to. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, even when I went into college, like we did some strength training, but I'll be honest, I never learned how to lift in college. And I was a college athlete. Like I played two sports and the majority of it was conditioning. Like that's that was the main focus, like our practices or our team workouts were runs or just, you know, punishments, yeah. but running still, <laughs> like or just like sit-ups and crunches and like push-ups, like things like that, like body weight things, but nothing was ever, I was never squatting in the gym. I was never deadlifting in the gym.
0: Nope, ever. No, like
1: that was and not I don't know about
0: you, but the men always were like the guys, guy sports. They were always weightlifting oh, wait. and there was such a benefit for them but you never saw women utilize those spaces
1: no not at all no. I mean in high school absolutely not I think we, I think we had a weight room and I say think because I honestly don't remember I want to say we did it it was really really small yeah but I think it had a couple like those like assault bikes yep and like a treadmill <laughs> I'm like real I'm trying to visualize the conditioning <laughs> more conditioning. Like it wasn't a weight room. Yeah.
0: Yep. I remember like my high school, we had like a weight room that was in our rec center, but it was only for the guys and it was actually in the guy's locker room. So like the girls couldn't even get to it if we wanted to, like it was not accessible to us. Um, obviously I could try to sneak through the guy's locker room if I wanted to, but you know, we, we didn't know if that was an option at the time. So we didn't try it, but like, even then it just felt like a separation of like, okay, I'm not supposed to do that. And I played soccer and basketball too. And it was always conditioning, running sprints, suicides, like all of those things. And I feel like that in combination of like social media at the time and like magazine covers and all of that, like, I just never felt like I belonged there. And that eventually evolved into, I got, I remember I got a planet fitness membership in high school because there was one like on the way to my high school that I was like, oh, I'll start figuring this out and working out. And I think it was at the time when like, um, the Pinterest guides became really big when it was like, you would go on Pinterest and search like ab burners and booty burners and all of that stuff basically. Mm -hmm. And that's when I evolved going to the gym, but like never once again, knew what to do because that wasn't my place. So I went to the gym just to do more cardio.
1: (laughs) Just gave me flashbacks with the Pinterest and the boards. I used to find like my wallpaper banners for my phone there and like really horrible ones. Like I'll never forget, it was like a girl's stomach with like the measuring tape, and it was like nothing tastes as good as skinny feels. And I had that on my phone, like as my background.
0: Yep. Pinterest had so many resources, man, but like not great ones. Like I look back, I could probably go back to like my boards from like literally in high school and college and be like, what was I thinking? Like detox smoothie ideas and like salad only options for me. hundred calories or less. Yes. Yeah. So I guess at what point did you kind of start going from that conditioning in high school to then like maybe teetering into the, the gym a little bit?
1: So, okay, well, there was this gap between when I graduated from college to kind of where I'm at now ish there's these like very foggy middle years that we just we, we can glaze over there was lots of drinking and partying and there was no, yep. no conditioning and let alone a <laughs> away like 23 yep. ounce curls are about all that was done. <laughs> um, it was very rough very not so pretty time I can heavily relate <laughs> uh, but I fell into I hate even saying it herbal life mm-hmm. at the time and I was losing weight so I was like okay well I should start working out with this now yeah. so uh, we actually found a trainer and started going to him so that's kind of where I started learning more how to lift correctly versus I would have occasionally just go to planet and kind of being like, okay, bicep curls, like, okay. It's like leg press. Like, I don't really know what I'm doing, but these are things I know. Um, and after that, it kind of just was like this avalanche or like snowball effect into kind of obsession in a not good way. Mm -hmm. It became only lifting to lose weight And I didn't learn how to lift to be strong. I didn't learn how to lift to like actually feel good. It was that same misconceptions of, okay, you want to look like this. So we're going to do 30 reps with five pound weights instead of challenging you to pick up something heavier.
0: Yeah. I don't know about you, but I never felt like I was allowed to, like, I was kind of like, oh no, like 10 pounds. That's for the guys, like anything, 10 pounds and up, like I'm not meant to touch that.
1: That's how I felt the barbell. Yeah. Barbell, a a barbell, not even just one on a Smith machine. Cause like, I felt okay touching those. Like, I felt like I could not touch just like a regular barbell. Yeah. Regular squat rack. Like it had to be a t- attached as the Smith machine. That was the only ones I was allowed to use. And I don't know if that's because I went to Planet Fitness for so long. That was my only option. Same, but- no, maybe it's like, if you start
0: at Planet Fitness, you just like, are like, okay, Smith machines are safe, but barbells yes. are
1: not. Barbells are not. Those are for the boys. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I kind of forgot where I left off. Welcome to my life. Uh-
0: <laughs> so, so you, I guess, started kind of, figuring out, or you were doing like the 30
1: reps with five pounds, right? Like yeah. all of that. And you eventually maybe figured out that you could do more. I figured out I could do more, but I still had no idea how to like push my limits. And I kind of remember just being like, well, I want to lift heavier and I want to get strong, but I was never given like the plan of how to actually do that or help. And the macros that I was told to follow were for someone that was trying to be a bikini competitor. Cause that's what he didn't really coached. Yes so crazy. that's not also going to help you get strong or feel good or <laughs> be able to huh. progress yeah yeah <laughs> again I didn't know any better so couple shitty macros with a sh- sorry but a shitty MLM please yeah please go ahead. <laughs> I, I was <laughs> it yeah. was just a disaster I couldn't I mean I had I was shakes for meals because it fit into these crappy macros. Like mm-hmm. when you have that in front of you and that's what you're learning. And that's what, you know, I mean, food wise, that's hard to get out of. And then when you are asking for something and you're not really being taught how to do it, that's what you think is how to do yeah. it. So I've kind of went down that route route and eventually like lost control because I was starving. Mm-hmm. So then I went through that period of eating whatever I want, like everything in sight. And I stopped working out for a little bit because I just had no enjoyment in anything I did in the gym and somehow found my way back to going. I honestly don't quite know how that happened per se. It's Just one of those things that
0: the like, universe
1: I- just brought it back together. <laughs> I was like I think I'm ready. Like I want to go again. Like I want it to feel good. But even teetering that, like stepping into the gym and trying to like navigate that, did a lot of research, still made lots of mistakes along the way. Mm-hmm. And it honestly probably wasn't until I started lifting, like really lifting and working with a coach. God now, what was that? It would have been November of so this will be November of 22. So it'll be two years in this November. So November of 20, math is hard. Yeah. Um,
0: so so I, like we all erase 2020. So
1: it's just like, we've got this weird concept of time. Seriously, the last few years, I'm always like, wait, when was that? Was that really? Was it before or after? When did it happen? Uh, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So honestly, it's probably only been a year and a half, realistically, because it's not quite two years yet that I've really learned how to lift and do what feels good for me and yeah understand things
0: and that's like a scary journey you know it's like we can condense it because I can you know say similar things myself like I started out very similarly and then in college it kind of was that you know unhealthy relationship with alcohol unhealthy relationship with food I mean like I say it all the time I was eating like chicken with zero seasoning. I would just cook the chicken and eat that because like I thought seasoning was going to make me fat. Like that was just the mentality I had. And so I went through that. I went through that restrictive period and then same thing. I would go into the gym and I'd maybe grab a set of five pound dumbbells and a booty band and then go into like the corner mat. That was the farthest away possible from like everyone. And I would maybe do like a 15, 20 minute, like workout. And then I would go on the cardio machine for like 60 minutes. And really that was my workout. It was like the bands were kind of my, my warm up, I guess, to the cardio. And I was just doing things not correctly. Um, and then eventually same thing. I just kind of went through that yo-yo of like, things were working. I was losing weight. I would burn out. And I didn't understand, like, I was almost mad at myself. Like I was kind of like, what are you doing wrong that you can't stick with this and like achieve your goals? When in reality, like I was doing nothing wrong. It was the diet that was created and kind of preached to me. That was really the problem because it was never meant to be sustainable in the first place. Um, and then I kind of lost myself and same thing, like end of 2019 is when I really started like kind of, figuring out that I just wanted more for myself like I was like there's just no way I got blood clots in 2019 and it was kind of that realization of like I don't want to spend the rest of my life in a hospital bed I don't want to ever have to be that person and I always talk about it too like when I'm a parent I want to be the mom that's like on the soccer field playing with her kids and not sitting on the sidelines and I think it just was this like slap in the face that I needed of like you can't continue down this road and it's not going to, you know, get any better for you. If you continue this, you're just, I was weak and I was tired. And again, I had this like whole idea of I wanted to be toned and like have muscle. And I'm like, I'm doing the complete opposite of what's actually going to get me there. But I feel like as I went through my journey from 2019 of getting more serious to now, kind of the first subtopic I guess we can talk about here is like body changes, because I feel like that heavily happens for women when they start getting into strength training, not only necessarily as they're doing it, but almost before it even happens, they're kind of fearful of like what's going to happen to their body. So I guess, did you kind of go through any fears or resistances as you were getting into strength training where your
1: body was just changing? Yes, but it was. So it was an odd time because I had lost like 90 pounds. And so there was all those changes that were happening, but it wasn't any of that definition, that toning that you want, because Mm -hmm. I was probably realistically losing my muscle. Like it was that I'm sorry, but like skinny fat that you hear about And so there was a lot of stress around like, when are those body changes going to happen? I'm doing all of those things. And then when I started eating normal again, normal, (laughs) (laughs) I gained a ton of weight back. So then I went to a different side of body changes. So then I was like stuck in this, like, well, well, what do I do kind of like this in between, because none of the changes were what I wanted. Um, And I was like, am I just going to get fatter if I lift Mm -hmm. because they say you get bulky? So am I going to be doing more harm to the weight I already put on? It was like a very confusing route. Like I was like, I want to be strong, but like, if I'm strong, I'm just going to be bulky like this forever kind of feeling. And I didn't know which was more important, I guess, essentially.
0: Yeah. I feel like as women, we kind of have to choose almost. And I feel like I see this with potential clients who come through our door where it's like, they almost have to choose like one over the other, like get bulky or get lean, like, you know, like lose body fat, gain this bulkiness that they don't really know what that is. And it's kind of this like battle in our minds, I guess, when we first get into
1: weightlifting. It is, it is such a battle because you don't know, that's what they always tell you. They always tell you, or like, they'll show you pictures of like bulky, bulky women, which now I'm like, dang, I would kill to have that kind of like shoulder. <laughs> I know I'm over here.
0: Like, man, I really just gave myself a little too much credit thinking that I could get that bulky. Like that
1: takes a lot of work. right? eat so much food, so much time. Like, Yep. yep. <laughs> Yeah, they do. They like put that like fear in you. Or I, God, I even remember at one point someone pointed out one of our friends and they were like, or not friends, but like one of those people, like you knew, like you saw them around enough and they're like, they look like that because they stopped lifting. So like they, like even that was the fear. I was like, oh God. So like the second I stop all my muscle turns into fat. Yeah. Like, that's what happens. It yeah. was like, so you have all of these things just like conflicting and you're just like, okay, so we find this happy medium of not heavy, but not light. Right. And not challenging myself, but not getting anywhere still.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. It's like just this tear. And I, I hate that we all go through it. Cause I feel like every woman just goes through this like struggle. And I think back to myself, I'm like, I would have done myself such a favor if I want invested in a coach way sooner than I did, because like, that would have been a huge help for me because I don't know about you, but I was just navigating this so blindly in the beginning of my journey, trying to figure out what that even looked like for myself.
1: Yep. Oh my God. Yeah. I tell my coach all the time. Now I was like, I thought I knew how to lift before I came to you. Like I spent like a couple of years, like putting together, just again, chaos is like my word of the day. I think, um, just chaotic workouts. And I always had to change it up. I always had to like trick my muscle because that's what you see on the internet. And I would just pull different like swipe workouts from different influencers and piece them together in this hour and a half long sweat death of torture because I thought that's what I needed. And so when I started lifting with her and I was like, um, excuse me, there's only like five exercises on my plan. I'm like, this isn't going to work for me.
0: Where's the other half of the workout?
1: (laughs) Like that's usually just like one, uh, one or two of my like super sets. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. So that was terrifying. Let alone I went from six days a week with my seventh day being active recovery. Of course. Because we always have to stay active. Otherwise you're just
0: going to, all your muscles going to turn into body fat immediately.
1: <laughs> all your gains are gone if you don't move. No. <laughs> <into four hours. laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. It's down to four days a week. I only left four days a week now. Yep. Same. I do four days as well. I
0: used to do five and I honestly just, my body didn't want it anymore. And I think I was, I don't know about you, but I feel like all these times throughout my journey, I saw signs that my body didn't want something. But again, I thought it was something wrong with me when in reality, it was like my body trying to tell me something of like, maybe we should rest. Maybe we should. And the more rest I've taken now, the better my gains are the better I'm recovering, the better my performance is in the gym and the better quality of life I live outside of the gym too. My life is not this obsession of, and maybe as coaches, people think like, oh, they live and breathe fitness and macros and like nutrition and all this stuff. And I'm like, no, I actually have learned to live quite a great quality of life outside of the gym because of this balance that I've kind of gone through and learned for myself.
1: I feel like that rest portion though, when it comes to the gym is so hard for people people not just because of all the misinformation but just because of how we live our lives outside of the gym yes. that especially I feel like in I mean America more so maybe it's very like you grind like you work till you burn out like if you're not staying late or showing up to work early, what are you doing? yeah so like I feel like that inability to kind of like rest and like decompress and get away from work translate into the gym as well. Yep. Coupled with that misinformation. It's like, why would you rest? You're yeah. lazy. If you're not resting, you're lazy. If your workouts aren't this long. And so like all those signs you're talking about, about ignoring, you ignore them because if you're coming down with a cold, well, at least pre COVID when people still <laughs> work with cold colds, like you just push through, like, absolutely. And I feel like I have
0: clients who ask me that all the time. They're like, Hey, you know, I'm not feeling well. Should I just go push through? And I'm like, no, like, let's, let's rest. Let's, you know, give your body a break. And maybe your body's communicating something to you. It's not this, Oh, like, you know, shoot my, my body is sick. Like I have to push through this and almost be like, I guess, um, what am I trying to say? Like almost dreading yourself in a way, dreading your health. Like you're kind of like, what the heck? Why me? It's like, okay, maybe my body's trying to tell me something. And that's why I'm getting sick right now.
1: Yes. And that's, and that's such a huge cue to be able to finally learn too, which is something I've learned. I, pushed a little hard the last like month or so. And then I went on my trip, but I was grinding. Like I was working on my trip. I was hiking. I was up at like 6 AM, 5 AM every day, trying to like chase sunrises and get out in the mountains. And then I was going to bed really late. because I was trying to get back and just catch up on work. And I don't know, I like adrenaline of the day and my drive home, I had a fever. I was sick. I didn't feel good. I was like, oh my that this is my body being like I hate you you yes. didn't sleep you didn't eat like normal you didn't eat a lot of food I'm like before- we like to
0: think we're invincible at times but we are not we, we very much can get our asses kicked
1: <laughs> but it's so different now that like to be able to look at that and be like okay this is a sign that like I need to chill out and yeah stop rest get home eat all the foods sleep all the sleep yeah <laughs> and just relax. Whereas before it would have, it would have taken of this sign. It would have been frustrating. I would have continued to just push until, I mean, who knows what happens? Yeah. So like, I also feel like that's a cue that a lot of people with that like rush struggle and ignoring the signs, like people don't know how to read their bodies or read the cues or see the signs that are like screaming and flashing at them.
0: Absolutely. And I feel like once I became more into weightlifting and strength training and really like into the gym, it taught me so much more about myself than I ever thought it was going to. Right. Because like, same, I would go into the gym initially to burn calories and like say, Oh, I need to like maintain my physique, whatever. But I feel like going into the gym has actually taught me more about my life outside of the gym and like what my body needs day to day than it actually has necessarily like helped me. Yes. It's helped me within the gym, but it's just taught me way more outside of the gym than I ever thought it was going to. And I feel like that's because I've, transitioned into doing it the right way versus into that mindset of like, I'm just here to grind and burn calories and just like lose weight and whatever. It's like, I do this as a lifestyle because it elevates my life. It doesn't have to run my life and run me into the ground.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. Elevate. It really does now though, as before it was that dread, like you hear people say all the time, like, I have to work out today. Mm-hmm. And I swear every day when I have a training day, it's like my feet hit the floor and I'm like up and so excited because it's yep. training. Like, I love training. Like to me, it's not working out. It's yes. something I'm doing to amplify my life. Absolutely. And- I, don't and know, I didn't know what that was
0: like back oh. in college. I was like, I'm same thing. I'm over here following like these booty guides and like these sweaty shredder, you know, type of workouts. And I'm just like, what am I? And I dreaded my workouts. Like I was like, oh, like I have to go. I remember one of them was like these burnouts of like a hundred jumping lunges. And I'm like, why, what? what am I doing here? Like, this is not doing anything. I just was tired. Like the entire workout nothing mm. gave me energy. And now I feel like my workouts actually give me energy while I'm doing it because they just feel so damn good. And so free.
1: Oh my God. Yes. And they're like, I know, I know like the gym's not therapy and I'm, I'm very much behind that. You can't use yeah. that as your sole thing of therapy, but they are very therapeutic. So I'm yeah. not saying I like should replace therapy, but absolutely, I'm an <laughs> avid. My
0: therapist gets paid some good money for me going there. <laughs> I love my therapist.
1: <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm just diving down that journey again. So yep. I'm interested to see how all that goes.
0: <laughs> but I do feel like the gym though, like I always look at it as this place that like, no matter what's going on in my personal life, I can walk through the gym doors, put on my music and just like, forget whatever's outside the gym doors. Like it stays there for that hour, two hours, however long I'm at the gym that day. It's like, I know nothing can almost touch me in there. It's almost like this like safety net that I have for myself. And I think that's why I also on those mentally tough days, I do still push myself to get to the gym, not because it's this therapeutic thing that I do that replaces therapy, but it's this like safe place for me where it's like, you know what, if there's anything I can can control in this situation I'm in, it's, me going into the gym right now and just moving my body and giving me something that gives me energy and allows me to just shut my brain off and just focus on me for again, that hour or two hours that I'm there. Cause if there's not much I can control, there's not much I can control, but I can control myself getting in there.
1: Yeah. And it's always going to make you feel better. I don't think I've ever gone to the gym and it actually hasn't made me feel better.
0: So
1: (laughs) even if I'm like, Oh my gosh, last
0: week I was like, ready to start my period. I was feeling awful. I was just like in the gym and I'm like, you know what? I don't going to the gym. I was like, I don't want to be here. Like it was kind of this mentality of like, I could just be sleeping right now, but I'm the moment I started my workout one, I adjusted everything. And I think that's another thing as women, like in the gym, we need to just adjust our expectations of ourselves, depending also based on our hormones that day too. Cause we are just constantly changing week to week, but it's like, I went in the gym and I'm like, wow, I feel so much better because I did this for myself. And it wasn't because again, I needed to do it to lose weight or I needed to do it to like overcompensate for anything. It's like, I just, I did it for me. And I think that's like the biggest thing as females is we need to start shifting our why a little bit more. And instead of saying, Oh, like you said, I have to go to the gym. I have to do this. It's like, no, I, I get to go to the gym and I can go to the gym. And it's something I heavily enjoy and have created for myself.
1: Uh, and I think a lot of people struggle with shifting that perspective because they haven't found what it is that they like yeah like what they actually enjoy they just do what they think is right to get results or like what they're like best friend or mom or cousin is doing
0: so they do it yeah. too
1: yeah it's like dabble with things like as much as i love strength training and powerlifting it's not going to be for everyone like if you genuinely love cardio and running i will never stop you from it i might think you're a little insane but <laughs> If you see me running, something's chasing me most likely. Seriously, or I'm late.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one or the other. Or my dog like is running and I have to go catch yeah. it. Like, you know, it's similar
1: situations. <laughs> Higher situation. Okay. <laughs> yes. Yes. Absolutely. And it's so funny. So during like the the lockdowns and everything, I tried to get into running again. Like, do you know how many running pairs of running shoes that I've bought over the years because I think I'm a runner. Like, I think that this time I'm really gonna like now it. Now's the time. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, no, everyone says they love it. And like part of me thinks 90% of those people are lying that say that. Yeah. <laughs> Because I lied. I used to say I loved running. <laughs>
0: yep. Same here. Same here. And I think that's the cool oh, yeah. thing about fitness, though. Like you were saying, is like find you it. can find what you love out of it. Like fitness. that's the cool part. Fitness is not a one size fits all. It's not like, oh, you have to do this thing. Even with nutrition, right? There's so many different things from a nutrition perspective that some benefit some people and some don't, you know. And that's that's cool that we get to all create our own lifestyle out of, you know, health at the end of the day. And I look at it as my life and my health is, is with me forever. You know, that's something that I want to take care of. And I found what I love out of fitness, which is strength training and, you know, building muscle and being able to just like out deadlift my fiance. I think that's like really cool to do. I'm like, yeah, I can totally deadlift more than him. Like things like that just give me so much satisfaction. And so I feel like it's cool that I got to create that, but I equally know that like my fiance actually loves running. He runs marathons and like half marathons. And like, I will be there to watch him finish these, but I will never be there to run one with him. Like, and he knows that because I will not do it. Cause it doesn't make me feel good at the end of the day. Like I've never felt a runner's high. I don't need to feel a runner's
1: high. Like I'm good. <laughs> well, next. And that's the thing, like, you know, at the end of the day, it doesn't make you feel good. And I feel like that's the question people need to ask themselves more when they do something is like, do you genuinely love this? Does it give you the feeling you want to feel, or does it just give you what you want to see happen on the scale? And I think that's the question people need to like sit down and ask themselves with their fitness journeys, because nine times out of 10, at least people I talk to, it's, well, I'm just doing this because it's going to, you know, make the scale go down, but I don't enjoy it. And when you yeah. dig deep with them, it's like, you do realize you can find something you love that is also going to do that other thing that you want to happen. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. And I guess, did you ever feel, cause I know I feel this sometimes too, where like people almost have an expectation of you because you are into fitness, right? Like an expectation of, I don't know, one, like how your body looks or two, like the foods you're going to eat when you eat out, like, Oh, you're ordering the burger. Like you're into health and fitness. And I'm like, yeah, I can eat the freaking burger. Like, that's not a problem here. Do you feel like you've ever
1: battled that stuff throughout your journey? Oh my God. Yeah. Just last weekend, we were at a graduation party and I went back for seconds and I came out with a bowl and I had <laughs> mashed potatoes and more mustard trolley in it. Like, <laughs> and someone looked at me and they were like, I thought you don't do that. I thought you would be going back for like the chicken. I was like, oh no, 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 no. no, <laughs> like, no. You have it wrong. <laughs> Yeah. like Even stuff like that. Like you get the looks or sometimes I get the looks when I do bring my own food. Mm-hmm. Sometimes places, like when we go out on the boat for the day, I, I want to make sure that I'm eating enough food. Cause nine times out of 10, if I'm out on the boat for the whole day, I'm not eating enough food. Yeah. like It's just, it's not going to happen. Or it's just like the snacks of things that I don't physically feel good. Some like most of the time when I Don't eat. I know it's like not according to plan, but I feel better when I eat with intention and do things that I know are going to make me feel good versus just snacking on things just because it's there. Not that it doesn't taste good, but I know at the end of the day, I value, I value now more how I physically feel
0: yeah I feel like it's just being mindful with yourself and understanding like I always think of and I always refer to this too on social media like my future self and it's not only my future self in a year or two years from now but my future self like later today how do I want to feel at the end of the day you know with those things and so I agree it's like this balance of and everyone talks about balance, right? They're like, "Oh, find your balance. And it's like, well, what, what is that for people? And I think you have to find it for yourself. And for me, it's the same thing. Like I'll go to graduation parties or like my wedding, right? Like I'm not going to go to my wedding and be like, I'm just going to stick to the kale salads. Like I'm gonna, I'm sorry, guys, I'll be drinking some margaritas and probably having the cake. Like that's going to happen versus other days too, where like 100%, I like, Will meal prep and bring it out if I have like a long day at a coffee shop. I just know that there's days where I want to stay more mindful with myself and intuitive, and then other days where like, yeah, I'm gonna let loose and have an extra serving or of something. But I feel like there's that expectation from people, either on social media or like within your own circle, where they're trying to navigate their own fitness journey and they don't know what that looks like. So it almost turns into judgment or expectations of what they expect of you in return to as a personal trainer, as a a powerlifter, a strength lifter.
1: Yeah, there's definitely that expectation. And I notice it sometimes when people ask what I do and I tell them in the field I'm in and the response I get, cause I know I don't have the body of a normal, these are all in like air quotes here. I realize no one can actually hear <laughs> There's a lot of air quotes that you guys are missing. <laughs> but that, you know, what you would stereotypically think of when you think of someone like in this field and in this world of health and fitness And the thing that I realized is though, is the body that I had when I probably looked like I fit in this world more was the most unhealthy body in the entire world. And was the farthest from fitting in this world, even though it looked like it should have.
0: Absolutely. I heavily relate to that. I actually feel like I wrote like an Instagram post on this not too long ago where it was like my smallest self was not my healthiest self. And I remember in college when I was going through like the extreme dieting and just restriction and like really like visibly losing weight. And I remember everyone's comments too, right? Like I was in a sorority. So of course I was surrounded by women every day and they're all like, wow, you look great. Or wow, you've lost weight. It's almost like this compliment. And that's the only compliment I would get. But then when you see me gaining weight or gaining muscle and my body changing in that other direction, you notice that there's not as many comments of like, Oh wow, look at your biceps or look at your back muscles. Like no one is commenting on that stuff. So I feel like I really struggled when I decided to become a personal trainer of like needing to look a certain way or look a certain part. But in reality, every time I tried to push myself to that look that, you know, I thought had to be a personal trainer, I felt miserable. I felt tired. I was preaching health when in reality I was feeling miserable inside And I just think I'm happy to see a shift now. I feel like in the fitness industry where I'm seeing a lot more women just like be strong and have strong bodies and not worry about looking a certain way to work a certain part of being a personal trainer or to even be in the gym too. Like with my clients, I'm always like, wear the crop top if you want to wear the crop top. Wear an oversized tee if you want to wear an oversized tee. You know, you don't have to look a certain way to be in the gym
1: working on yourself um, or to be a personal trainer for that matter either. No, not at all. And I feel like this is like the one of the few i'm not saying it's the only one professions though that the look and the aesthetics is so much more of a focus than like other professions yes like you don't i mean there's no like looks for when you're going to be a doctor like as long as you have like the inner knowledge like the brain power for it like that's all they really care about they're not sizing you up for what you're what you look like to make sure you're qualified for that job whereas when you are in this world you do, you are, you do get the looks and then it comes down to proving what, you know, and kind of what you can do, because at the end of the day, that is only what matters, mm-hmm. but you have to, I feel like you have to fight a little more for it, but it is getting Absolutely. better.
0: Yeah. And just in the fitness industry with social media, like the, um, I guess, evolution of the fitness industry and social media is where I'm going with this, but like the marketing standpoint too, right. It's like marketing yourself as a personal trainer online. You know, I even have clients who will send me pictures of people online and be like, I want to look like this person. And it just creates this, like one social media is a highlight reel. These people don't look like that 24 seven, you know, they don't look like that all day. It's an extremely posed picture. And listen, I love flexing. I love showing my biceps. I love I've always have like, my back is always on my side. My back is just like one of the highlights of me and I love it. I love my back, but it's like, I'm not over here showing like my shredded back and expecting people to be like, I'm going to work with her because of her shredded back. Like that's where the marketing comes from. It's like, Oh, I'm going to work with that person because they look like how I want to look or people setting these expectations of themselves especially women. Oh, I want to look like this person and I will get there by either investing in their program or following their workouts or following their exact macros that they're sharing on social media. And that's just not the reality. And I feel like this, you know, loops into everything we've been talking about, of like the truth of weightlifting as a woman is, you know, your body is your body and it's going to, you know, change how it's meant to and supposed to. And you can't just say, oh, I want to look like this person that I found on social media that, Lives a completely different life than you probably.
1: Yeah, well, and it's just like when people want to like weight lift to target like spot fat loss. Yeah, like, you can't do that either. So if you can't do that, why do you think you can just build and sculpt this body that's going to look exactly like your favorite influencer?
0: Yeah, well, and I scroll. I don't know about you, but I scroll through like TikTok nowadays, and I see like, oh, lose. Um, your armpit fat by like flabbing your arms 30 times a day. Like, I'm just like,
1: what yes, This is weird, this? Like,
0: <laughs> what's this? You guys can't even see our videos. I'm probably going to have to like pull this like clip that I have and just like put it on my social media. It's like, how? Like, no, that doesn't, no. Go, go lift. Like, you're over here, you know, doing your 30 reps with five pound dumbbells. Go to the gym, go pick up some 10, 15 pound dumbbells. And start working on progressive overload, training your biceps. And I promise things will change. Things will get there. You don't have to flab your arms 30 reps a day. Like, no.
1: Trust me, lifting weights is actually probably a lot quicker than yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Great. like there. I've learned a lot on TikTok, but then there's also infinitely more damaging yeah. things. I like think
0: that. TikTok's starting to learn. Like, they're kind of like, oh, she's not interested in this stuff. So we're actually going to show her more like evidence-based and like people who have the knowledge and degrees to to educate this stuff.
1: (laughs) Yes. Occasionally like one really horrible thing flips through though, like last, last week or two, I don't know if you saw this video and like, I think the person doing it, it, it was obviously a joke, but I feel like it was so damaging to other people or younger girls. And obviously like TikTok, anyone can see anything she wanted a cookie was it did she want the cookie yes okay was she like she wanted a cookie so she taped the cookie to her nose so she could smell it while she ate her salad so yeah, like no. it was yeah and I was just like people were commenting and laughing but then there were people were like oh my god I should really try this maybe this will help me finally lose the weight like all I wanted yeah. is like the cookies and like I again I get that it was like a joke but it's that kind of stuff that like young impressionable girls especially see yep, and that's just yeah I don't even have words I'm like at a loss for words right now but like that's the kind of stuff that makes me just so angry
0: and I think of like my past self and how influenced I was by seeing those things and really thinking like oh I have to do this because this person says so and like it all came down to seeing it on social media or you know hearing it from someone else and it's just like I, I agree it's like the smallest jokes on social media can really really no longer be a joke and it can actually turn into someone's reality and that only delays the progress that they have that that, that they want to make too you know I talk to women all the time who are in this like restrictive, mindset and with habits and routines. And they're so afraid to leave that because it's like their comfort zone. It's all they've known for for X amount of years. But I look at it as if you're continuing to do that, it's only delaying this progress that you want to have in your life versus if you shift and start doing the things that you and I have started doing and everything, creating a life for yourself that way, you're actually going to get to your goals faster, but it's almost this like psychology where it's like, no, it won't like social media is telling me this. And this is what I know. And I'm just going to try it again. And I'm like, no (laughs) it's like you're gonna get to your goals way faster this way I promise
1: and where has what you know taken you is it taking you where you want to go so like why why is there so much resistance to a different approach with someone that's like educating you along the way and not just leading you to the wolves to figure it out on your own and that's the thing I've always found that's interesting is this this fight that people will have with you over something or like I've even had, like my boyfriend has asked me for like help. And he was like, can you help me figure out my macros? And like, I sat down, I did like, I taught him everything I was doing, how we figured things out. Like I basically had him fill out a questionnaire. I would have any of my clients fill out and we did the whole thing. And at the end of the day, he's like, that's too many carbs. I can't eat that many carbs. My fiance said the same thing. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I was like,
0: Change in theory sounds great, you know, when you're, like, thinking, like, oh, it could get me there, and then the moment it's in front of you, you're just like, hmm, eh, maybe not.
1: <laughs> it's not the idea you thought it was going to be, and it's different. Like, I feel like sometimes people, like, reach out for that help, hoping that you're just going to confirm, like, what they're doing is the right thing so that they should just keep going. Yes.
0: Yeah, I always refer to this thing called like what I what I refer to as fitness insanity, where it's like doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. And that, you know, that happens to a lot of clients that come to talk to me. I'm sure people you've talked to as well, where it's just like they're doing the same thing over and over again and they don't have enough belief in themselves to commit to a program such as ours in the moment, because again, they're just like, well, I'll just try it one more time. I'm gonna go back to this insanity of trying it again and again and again expecting this different result where I'm like, if you committed now to something different, again, it would get you there faster than doing what you're currently in, in this cycle of, I'm going to try it again, or I'm going to give it one more shot because similar to what I mentioned earlier, my past self was like, I'm the problem, not the diet. I'm the issue. I'm the reason that I'm not seeing results or maintaining results. And That's just, it's, it's a harsh reality. And I hate feeling harsh sometimes talking to people about it or, you know, even preaching about it, but it's just like, it's what I know I should have heard at one point and wish I had heard at some point and someone ingrained in me earlier on.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you, oh my God, I'm stuttering. This is, see, this is me every day, all day. It's like 800 thoughts fled to my head and I'm like, which one do we want to pick first?
0: That's why I was like, we're going to make this very intuitive of a podcast. Cause I just know you and I could like go back and forth on this for like hours and there will definitely have to be like a second, third, fourth, like series of this at this point, because I feel like we could just go, go, go. But that's the best part when you have people who are like passionate about this, because like, I hope anyone listening can like hear this passion, like through wherever they're listening to, because we just like love this stuff so much.
1: And I feel like we love it so much though, just because we, we've been there, we've been in the depths and it's just like, you just want to pull people out sooner than we got pulled out. That's like, that's always my biggest goal is I know I'm not going to be able to prevent the people from getting into like the storms that they're going to get into because you're going to. I mean, it's inevitable. I wish that wouldn't happen, but if I could just pull you out of it a little sooner and just bring you to like the bright side a little quicker, like that'd be really great because it's just... It's insane how big of a difference it impacts your entire life. At least for me, like my entire life, like my mental health, everything has changed once I actually started, started to learn how to actually fuel my body, how to work out, to feel good, how to rest, actually having like a sleep routine where I'm getting good quality sleep. Who knew how great you can feel when you do that? Like all of these different factors that, are so neglected and that no one realizes that, oh, I don't have energy. I'm miserable, but it's because I'm eating too much. That's why it's like, it's probably the exact opposite. (laughs) Well,
0: we're easy to like, you
1: know, almost
0: pick fights with the things that are easiest to pick fights with. Right. So it's almost like, you know, it's easiest to blame our nutrition or easiest to blame these other factors, but it's like, we really have to get honest with ourselves. And I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in my entire journey is like, really getting raw, transparent and honest with me has been the hardest part, but the part I needed the most, because it's like in the gym, I know like if my performance isn't there, I have to get honest with myself. Am I eating enough food? Am I, you know, eating enough protein? Did I get enough sleep last night? It's easy to blame these other factors of my life, but it's like, it all comes down to me at the end of the day. You know, we, we blame all these outside things all the time, but it's like getting that real and just like, raw conversation with yourself going, I think just is really transfer transformative for your journey.
1: Uh, And I think a lot of people are scared to have that conversation though. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to unpack there that you don't think that you're necessarily going to unpack when you're just talking about like food and, you know, lifting weights. But I always feel like there's a lot of other things hard, like people harbor there when they don't want to have the conversations and get honest with themselves about what it is that they're doing. And why they're maybe stuck in the same place. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I do feel like I could talk about this for like literally hours and hours. And I feel like we need to do a series on this of just like all the truths about weightlifting as women, because there's just so, so much that we could unpack here that again, I think I just need to write a novel at this point (laughs) on like everything I've learned or like just have something, but what do you feel like? Yeah. Right. I'm like, I'm just going to give it like whenever a client signs on, here's this novel that you need to read. And anyone who follows me on Instagram, everyone gets a novel. Like just go, here you go. Let me know your address. I'll send it to you. But what do you feel like is, you know, just one or maybe like a couple pieces of advice for, you know, a woman who's just really kind of going through that self-belief journey and just trying to really go through this adjustment of weightlifting and strength training
1: for herself don't be afraid to take up space like at all. You deserve to use every piece of equipment in the gym. You deserve to take up as much space as the dude lifting next to you Mm -hmm. and just take up space. Even if you don't feel that confidence and you don't feel big pretend. And the more you pretend the easier walking into that gym and feeling like you belong there becomes. And then one day you walk in and you're like, wow, this is home. Yeah. Like, just the thing that I hear so often from people is that they, they don't like working out or they don't feel like they belong there or they just like going into a corner. And I know, and I get that and I've been there, but it feels you've, you be, you realize that when you take up space and you just like, say I belong that like all of those people disappear versus when you're hiding in a corner, it seems like there's like 10 times the amount of people in the gym staring at you. Yep. Yep. So I know there's like always that fear of people watching me, people, this people that I don't want people to judge me, but that feeling goes away the second that you realize like no one really gives a shit. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Like, yes, there are going to be your jerks. There are, but I would argue that 99.999% of the people in the gym are so, engrossed in what they're doing that they don't notice you.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I think fitness is selfish in my opinion. I'm like, you should be in there for yourself. Like you should be selfish when you are in the gym because that is your time to focus on you. So I completely agree with you. It's like everyone else in the gym is way too selfish to be worrying about you. Like that's just the reality. You should be selfish and focus
1: on yourself. Nope. Do what everyone else is doing. Well, yeah. not what everyone else is actually, <laughs>
0: please don't follow some of the things yeah. that people doing. <laughs> the entire conversation we have actually just keep, keep following everyone else's advice. <laughs> do, do what you want to do in the gym and discover that for yourself too. Um, but I completely, completely agree. It's like, just, you know, don't play small. You deserve to take up space. You're paying for that gym membership just as much as everyone else is take up that damn space and just make a space for yourself that feels comfortable, confident, and
1: you grow each time you go in there. Yeah. Let yourself get a little bit of a big ego. It's fine. Yeah. Okay. Let it shine. (laughs) Absolutely. I think we all deserve, we all deserve those moments,
0: you know, in our lives. And I feel like the gym is where I just like really unleash that.
1: Yes, I'm like very different in the gym. I realized I was like, wow, like I need to like learn more to even radiate that confidence and that presence I take up in the gym. I need to take that into like everywhere else I go. Absolutely. I agree with you. And side
0: super side note story, but I was talking to my therapist the other day about this because I struggle like socially outside of the gym. I'm like, and I think this also comes into our career too, right? And what we do for a living. It's just kind of like our life is a lot of fitness and being in the gym and content and different stuff like that. And she asked me, she's like, could you walk into any gym and just pick things up and just be able to do it? And I was like, yeah, like, I think I could confidently walk into probably any gym. I think there's always a little bit of anxiety, of course, when you go somewhere new in general, but it's more of where are things than it is like, who are these people? And she was like, you know, okay. You know, how, how did you get there? She's like, how did you get more confident in the gym because she's like, there's people who would die for that to be able to go into the gym, to go into any gym and be able to do this. And I think it's just this perspective of we're all in different places of our lives. I have friends who are the biggest extroverts and can go into any place, any space and just like make friends and converse. And I am just like, nope, can't do that. Like catch me in the gym. I'm in my zone. Catch me outside of the gym. And it's like, I'm a fish out of water like figuring this out. That's and so I think that just shows like we're all so different and we all have different, you know, areas and so if you have an area of your life it's if it's like my good friends who can go out and be extroverted, ask yourself like how can I bring that into the gym? And just like for us who are very involved in the gym and confident there, it's like how can we bring that outside of the gym? How did we kind of get to where we are? Cuz we didn't start here but we got here. And I think that's just for people to realize like we are confident in the gym, but it took us time to get here. And they're probably confident in some other area of their life that they can then ask themselves, how did I get confident in this area of my life? And how can I incorporate that into my involvement in the gym and me building that relationship there?
1: Oh, I love that. I I don't even know if that made
0: sense. My therapist said it way better than I did, but (laughs) (laughs) it made a lot of sense to me. So
1: (laughs) but like that also made me think of like when you see like other people and like they have other things outside of the gym or like that just also made me think like don't see someone expect that they've had it easy like mm-hmm. that their fitness journey that they just automatically woke up and got where they are or that they haven't struggled just like you're currently struggling yeah. um, everyone's everyone's had a road when it comes to fitness, nutrition, all of that. And I think a lot of the times we look at people when we are at the gym and we do have that gym intimidation. And we think that like, look at them, like it's always been easy or they show up every day and they always look happy. Like they must never lack motivation or oh, lucky, lucky them.
0: They are able to do that.
1: Yeah. And it's like, you don't know, like the struggles. I mean, last week I sat in the car for 20 minutes before I got in the gym, battling with myself, like, just do it. It's going to feel better. But I know people tell me all the time. They're like, you're always here. Like you're always working hard. Like it's so motivating. And it's like, yeah, you don't see what happens outside those doors though. Nope.
0: And I think no that's the
1: any idea. Yeah. It's not all rainbows and butterflies. <laughs> Absolutely not. And that's
0: like, goes back to, I feel like I once again could talk about this forever. It just goes back into like, even when people say like, Oh, I have to wait for life to get less busy, or I have to wait for this thing in my life to pass. And I'm just like, it's never going to pass because when one thing goes, another one comes, it's like the ebbs and flows of life I've learned are just constantly going like they are just constantly going to happen. And because I've learned to integrate health and fitness in a lifestyle through these rougher seasons, it makes those easy seasons. So damn good. Like, it's just like awesome. Right. But when I'm going through those harder seasons, sure. I'm sitting in the car 100% for 20, 30 minutes, convincing myself to get through these doors, chugging my pre-workout, just trying to get it in there, but I'm still getting in there. And it's not because it comes easy to me by any means. It's because I've just created this routine and this lifestyle for myself, where I know Life's going to have its goods and its bads and it's just going to come and go. But like, this is my constant and this is what I can do for myself as well.
1: Yeah. Well, it even helps those rougher patches too. I think having that constant and what you can do for yourself, even if it takes you a half hour to get there to do it.
0: It doesn't have to be pretty, but we can can check the box. We can get the box checked (laughs) off for the day and definitely feel a lot more confident in ourselves. I always say like doing the damn thing, it looks different on everybody. And some days it is going into the gym and doing your PRs and, you know, just performing to your absolute best. And other days it's going into the gym and completely modifying. And there are some days where I get into the gym and the best I can do is my warm up sets. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm happy. I moved my body. We're just going to
1: adjust. We're just going to make yeah. it happen. Yeah. And there are some days that I've learned that I was like, you know what, we're going to move the workout to tomorrow. Cause it's just today, that truly the best thing I can do for myself is to just eat food, drink water and do the bare minimum because that's where we're at.
0: And prep yourself for that next day, knowing it's just going to help you even more than forcing yourself to do it in that very moment.
1: Yeah. And I think that's a line that a lot of, it can be hard to figure out because there's that line of forcing yourself to the gym when it's, good for you. And you know, it's going to help you versus when you have to realize like, it's really not going to serve me at all today.
0: Nope. Absolutely not. um, I completely agree with you, dude. I feel like we, once again, I'm like, we could just go at this for so long. And like, we will definitely do another series of this because like women need to hear this dude. Like, I know, I wish I had a conversation like this at one point in my, you know, younger mm. years, you, my youth going into my fitness journey. Um, but you know, people don't always have that right now or have that support too, which I think is important with social media. Is although it's growing and it has its darker times and darker places, it's a great place to connect and have that community. So, um, I guess if you want to share where everyone can find you at so that they can give you a follow and see your, did you
1: have a lift? You have a meet coming up, right? Yeah. In 23 days now. Wait, you
0: have your lift literally like
1: a day before my wedding. (laughs) July 9th. Oh wait, so okay, so then it's the day of your wedding. It's July 9th. Oh my god, look at that. We'll both be celebrating. (laughs) (laughs) Lift some extra heavy weight for me. (laughs) That's good. That's the goal. That's the goal. We got big numbers we want to hit. So we'll see. I love it. I love it. Uh, but yeah, you guys can find me at mel.nourished.strength on Instagram. Um yeah, no, that's it. Okay. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs>
0: You're like, that's my only social media platform.
1: <laughs> my dog has more Instagram, has more social media accounts than I do. So
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, we're all here for the the dog spam too. You know, people will definitely see her face. <laughs> but thank you so much for, for coming on here. And like, definitely we need to do this again too, but yeah, give, give her a follow guys. And as always, you can find me on Instagram at the sweet life of Chris underscore K R Y S. And we'll see you next time.